Welcome to First in Maine, your avenue to living well. I'm Debs here with my amazing co-host, Lauren, to meet you in the busyness of your everyday life, to pass along some of the insights and wisdom we've gained over the years. Don't try to figure out life alone. We want to connect you to some of the incredible, well-rounded people in our world. They're life coaches, counselors, pastors, physicians, just amazing people who can help you along the way. Each episode, we'll be sharing sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Hey, hey, guess what? It's summer, y'all. It's official. I don't know about you. I love summertime, and I hope you are enjoying yours so far. You know, this past weekend, Bill and I got out. We've been exploring um, new hiking trails lately, and we found one that runs along the Chattahoochee River. It leads to this really cool waterfall and a swimming hole. I mean, it was like 28 minutes from our house. We had the best day, and to top it off, it didn't cost anything. Now, I know things are like ridiculously priced these days, so just know there are things that you can do that don't have to cost a lot of money, so get out and enjoy. Enjoy your summer. Now today, unfortunately, Lauren isn't going to be recording with me. Her and Peyton were in a car accident yesterday. Someone rear-ended them. Now, fortunately, they're both okay. They're just really sore. Um, Anyway, please pray for them. They're going to have to navigate all the insurance stuff. And Lauren thinks her car, which she just talked about in the last episode, is probably totaled. So if you've ever been through that, you know what a you know, hassle that can be. So please pray for them. Um, Okay, so today, what are we going to be talking about? Well, I have something on my heart to share with you. And so I want to share just a, a little bit with you today. Now, several weeks ago, I was really wanting a garden. I don't know about you, but I love fresh vegetables in the summertime. The problem is Bill and I now live in a condo. So having a garden isn't an option. But I started thinking about what I could do on my deck, and I got this idea, like I could do tomatoes. I love fresh tomato sandwiches in the summertime. I mean, there's just nothing like them. Slice a big, thick tomato, put it on some fresh white bread. Y'all know I'm Southern. Put some real mayo on it with a little bit of salt and pepper. Yum, yum, yum. Anyway, in passing, I mentioned to Bill that I, you know, thinking about doing some tomatoes on the deck. And he was like, oh, yeah, that'd be good. Well, uh, he goes, just go get some seeds. (laughs) Y'all, that to me was the craziest thing I've ever heard. I was like, say what? What do you mean go get some seeds? You know, because in my head, I'm thinking go to Costco, buy the tomato bush that's really pretty and the nice planter. And Bill's thinking like, go get some seeds, which... When I say that the two of us are really different, that is just a prime example of how different we are. I mean, the reality is I didn't want to cultivate tomatoes. I just wanted to reap them because the older I've gotten, the more I realize I like the perks without the work. (laughs) Duh, right? Well, a few days after this whole incident with Bill and me, um, our son and daughter 
called us, and they were so excited. They had just joined a new meal delivery program called Snap Kitchen. Not sure if you've heard about it. Anyway, um, it's chef-prepared meals, packaged fresh. They're, quote, clean. You know, they don't have all the preservatives and all that stuff in them. They deliver them to your door, and guess what? All of them are ready to eat in three minutes or less. (laughs) Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, you may guess what I'm about to say. They too like all the perks without the work. Which, as I got to thinking about it, that's a pretty trendy thing these days, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Modern conveniences are great. Thank you for living in this century. I'm so thankful. And I genuinely have no idea what we all did before Amazon Prime, right? The challenge with all of these perks so readily available is that they really can spoil us. You see, if we aren't careful, we can become so used to getting things quick and with minimal effort that when it comes to the things in our life that require work, we can end up not wanting to put in the time or the effort to get them. Hate to break it to you, but there's no drive-through line to a great marriage. And there's no miracle pill that's going to make any of us wake up tomorrow skinny and fit. And unfortunately, there's no Costco for spiritual fruitfulness. The reality is some perks take work. And there are some things in life that are only attainable by cultivating them. And cultivating takes work, and it takes time. If you want great relationships in your life, it's going to take work. If you want to be healthy, if you want to be debt-free, maybe financially secure, guess what? It's going to take work. I mean, if you want to be happy or spiritually strong, I mean, be confident. Like Lauren talked about in the last episode, which if you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to it. You know, these are these type of things to be joyful, to be free, whatever, you know, you may be thinking of. Some of those things have to be cultivated. You know, Philippians says it like this in verses um, in chapter two, verse 12 says, my dear ones, continue to work out your salvation that is cultivated, bring it to full effect. Actively pursue spiritual maturity with all inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. The NLT says, work hard to show the results of your salvation. You know, we have been given salvation in seed form. But to experience the full effect of it, it must be cultivated so that the fullness of that salvation is worked out in our life. Do you ever imagine what it would look like if you really walked in the fullness of all God has for you? I really believe we all want to live an abundant life. We all want to flourish. We dream about it. I know I do. The real question we have to ask ourselves, though, is how prepared and willing are we to put in the work and time needed to actually experience the things we truly desire? What are we willing to do 
to have good relationships in our life, to become debt-free, to experience joy-filled living, to walk in confidence or whatever. I mean, really stop and think about it. What would it look like for you if you were putting in the effort and time necessary to experience those things, to actually reap the things God's promised and to reap the things in life that truly matter. Now, I'm going to ask you to stay with me for just a few minutes because, you know, this is just going to be some real talk time. Like Paul suggested, I've been doing some critical self-evaluation recently. I just celebrated my salvation birthday. Um, I gave my life to Jesus 27 years ago, this past June 11th. What a journey it has been. I can tell you, most definitely, I have not arrived yet. In fact, I keep finding myself being reminded of this one thing. At some point, in fact, at several points in our walk with Christ, it's going to be very tempting to want a snap kitchen version of the blessed life. It's just so tempting to want the perks of salvation without the works that work out salvation in our lives. You know, the works that can bring out its fullest potential in our lives. I want to read 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. Um, before I do, just remember that this is a letter that is being written to growing Christians. And the main point of the letter is to remind them that they are to remain true to biblical faith, which I think is a very important message for Christians to hear these days. There's so much out there. Anyway, this is what it says. It says, I write this to you, whose experience with God is as life-changing as ours, all due to our God's straight dealing and intervention of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you many times over as you deepen in your experience with God and Jesus, our Master. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has miraculously been given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. Now, pause. What is he saying? He's saying everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us in seed form by God's divine power. But it's got to be cultivated, y'all. Okay, let me pick back up. It says the best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you. Your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. So don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, in other versions it says self-control, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love, each dimension fitting into and developing the others. You know, with these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our Master Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. 
oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. So friends, confirm God's invitation to you, His choice of you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this, and you'll have your life on a firm footing, the streets paved, and the way wide open into the eternal kingdom of our Master and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now listen, this is what he says next. Because the stakes are so high, I'm not going to let up for a minute in calling you to attention before it. This is the post to which I've been assigned, keeping you alert with frequent reminders, and I'm sticking to it as long as I live. Can I just say personally that I feel like this is the post I've been assigned as well to remind you to not lose a minute in building on what you've been given, to be willing to put forth the effort to not only know Jesus better, but to develop your potential to its fullest. Proverbs 13.4 in the Passion Translation says, The slacker wants it all and ends up with nothing, but the hard worker ends up with all he longed for. Can I encourage you and challenge you, just like I've been challenging my own self? Contend for all that's possible in God. Learn how to take ground in areas of your life that need cultivating so that you can flourish and learn how to keep the ground in areas you've already made progress. You know, you may be saying, well, okay, I want to do this, but I really, I'm not sure how. Everything you need for cultivating can be practically outworked with a tool that you already have right at your fingertips. It's the Bible. It is your manual for life. It reveals everything that you've already been given, and it will teach you how to cultivate it and steward it all. Well, you know, God's Word will teach you that there are different types of soil, and it will show you the condition of your own soil. It will show you how to prepare it, how to fertilize it. And God's Word will not only show you those things, but He will give you seed that you need to plant in any of the areas of your life that you need to grow in. He will show you different types of tools that are at your disposal for cultivating. God's Word truly provides you everything you need to flourish. The wonderful thing is that as you understand the Word, it also will tell you that you don't plow alone, that you're to plow with Jesus. In fact, it says, be yoked to Him. You know, when we cultivate with Him, there will be an ease to it. It won't be drudgery, and it will be fruitful. One of the things that I love about the Bible is it says that God's Word is incorruptible seed. Please start sowing it into your life. And listen, when you become diligent about engaging with the Word in a consistent way and studying it, I mean, moving below the surface, like digging, cultivating, you're going to start discovering all the terrific promises that it contains, 
the things Peter mentioned in that passage. You know, and as you begin doing this, you're going to better understand the gospel, which is the good news of the kingdom of God, the good news that anyone who gives their lives to Christ gets transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God. And as a citizen, you not only have certain rights, but you get to live life, a higher quality of life in the kingdom. It's a life that's governed by God, and it works according to kingdom principles, which when you realize them and apply them to your life, cultivate them in your life, guess what? Life begins to work the way God intended for it to work. You know, every area that I talked about at the beginning in terms of relationships and finances and health and all of those things has a kingdom promise and principle connected to it. You see, salvation leaves nothing untouched. It's intended to affect everything, every area of our life, every sphere, physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, occupationally, financially. Did I say everything? I mean, everything. Everything you need to live a life of godliness is available to you. And as you learn these things and cultivate them in your life, you are going to experience more and more of the abundant life Jesus promised. It's guaranteed. You see, life in God is such an extravagant gift, and it is such an unbelievable opportunity, but it is also an incredible entrustment. You know, we are blessed. Think about it. We are a people that are forgiven, loved, accepted, chosen. We have a high priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses, who makes intercession on behalf of us. We have free access to a throne of grace that is beyond amazing and mercy available every single morning. We have the name of Jesus Christ, the authority of the blood of Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit living within us and the power to overcome anything. You know, and here's the thing, no matter how much you've achieved already or messed up so far, no matter how old you are, there's still more. You see, as long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Whatever you did last year, last month, last week for that matter, or even, you know, today, it's, it's now over and past. It's this minute that matters. There are no time machines to take you back so that you can change what you did. You can't. Forget it. You have today. You have right now. And it's never too late. You can begin again. You can make a fresh start. You can take territory in your life and, you know, look at particular ground areas and say, you know what, that needs to be cultivated You can take possession of it. You can weed it. You can uh, get rid of the things that are choking and uh, messing up the ground. You can apply God's word there. You can plant, you can cultivate, and you can sow and reap. Today, I want to say, consider an area of your life that needs some cultivating. I I know there are some areas. Pick one. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you specific ways to cultivate that area, and then dig into God's Word. See what it says about it. Begin applying what it says, and what is going to happen is you will begin reaping the incredible results that come from cultivating.
You know, as I wrap up today, I just want to pray for you. Pray that the Holy Spirit will give you your own revelation into these things. Because as much as we're called to share these things, at the end of the day, you have to have your own revelation. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give our listeners today a you know, personal revelation into the power of cultivating, the principle of cultivating, the promises of cultivating in their own lives, that you will show them an area that you want to participate and partner with them to cultivate so that they can flourish more and grow something in that area more and more. I pray that you open their eyes. I pray that you instruct them through your word and that you would give them the strength to apply the things that you reveal to them. And we pray, Lord, that they will just be blessed and that they will experience just the fullest effect of the salvation life that you came for, lived for, died for, and rose again to see that we have. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. You know, guys, as always, thank you for listening. I hope this helps you. And I can't wait to meet back here again with you at First in Maine, your avenue to living well.